Well, to this week's Devil the Detail podcast, I'm Rob Paxson, and we're here talking all things Salford. Red Devils is second uh, podcast of the week. I'm joined by Paul Parkin and Paul Whiteside, and we're ready to talk all things Salford Red Devils. And what we're going to look forward to now is what's going on, what's gone on in the last two weeks in the world of Salford Red Devils. So, Parky, what we'll do, we'll start off uh, with uh, the news about our link-up with the Welsh Rugby League. Uh, three players have come through uh, that process and uh, got into our... Well, we'll be playing for our, our reserves next season. Uh, great stuff. It's a great uh, project they've got down there and uh, it's starting to bear fruit. Yeah, so, sorry if anyone can hear that. Me, me dog's just started having a dream. Um <laughs> we all want to dream Very odd. Anyway, sorry. About that. Yeah, no, absolutely delightful news. We we mentioned it early in the year about this this link with with the, you know the Welsh and how well they were doing, and um, it, it looks like this this could be a great partnership for us now. Obviously, I spoke to people who've been been involved with this, um, and they've you know they've singled out players from from Wales who have who have really shone and look you know, and we we were a little bit worried that other teams are going to step in and steal them away from us because we haven't got an academy, nowhere for them to go. This is this is great news. Great, you know, this is exactly what we need to be doing. You know, we know we're struggling in around Salford quite a bit to, to bring in our own sort of players. We've, we've got to spread our wings. These kids look like they're going to be... I mean, I say kids, I've sort of photo of them. They're certainly not not kids yeah. to me. They look massive. Um, we know this is, this is brilliant. And obviously, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm an old sort of Fuddy duddy in many ways, and I love the link that we've got with the Welsh. Anyway, I don't think there's been too many Welsh players we've had that have uh, that have failed with us. Um, no, I think it's brilliant, and it opens up a new market for us, not just with the players, but commercially as well. You know that this this link, I think it's, I think it's brilliant. I, I hope these lads really, really, you know, get a good shot. Um, and who knows, you know, with with everything the ambition they've got behind the scenes at, at, at the club with with the youth development and so on and the plans they've got, it's a great first step, isn't it? Yeah. Lewin Roberts, Jack Lee and Joe Coopy Franklin. Uh, Paul, you know, three kids there coming through will join our reserve team in 2022. They're also studying um, at the University of Lancashire as well, which is which is good, obviously, because we need, uh, obviously, rugby is only a short career, so so to get education behind them is an important thing as well, and it kind of feeds into our uh, sort of mentality, what the club, the club want, that, you know, the development uh, at every level at Salford. Yeah, yeah, the education is good because it keeps people grounded, it keeps you on a straight and narrow as well and adds another string to your bow, if you like, and gets you in that routine, doesn't it? So, no, I think it's great. I was dead chuffed with that story and just glad that we've got, well, we're, we're getting this reserve team next season because I think that's going to do us uh, do us the world of good. You know, we had one, of, not last season, the season before, was it? Or the start of last season, I think we had one, didn't we? And, um, and then it, it got scrapped, didn't it, for one thing and another. So, it'd be good to see that come back because... Players need that pathway and we still need to get that academy as well, don't we? all know that because you can't just, just chuck these kids straight into Super League. I don't think you can just chuck these kids straight into reserve team. That's going to be tough enough as it is, but at least we're getting somewhere with it now. Great to see us getting these young kids. We've just got to make sure we can nurture them now, carry them on through our system because we don't want them getting poached by the likes of Warrington, Wigan, St. Helens because they're nearby and they'll be sniffing because uh, they are, they always are. There were players in our squad now that we're sniffing and looking at, won't they? So that, that always goes on. So, so yeah, but good to see him. A good news story and that. And, and there's talent in, in that neck of the woods. There is. The, these lads are... 
whether the rugby union, rugby league, they they born with a rugby ball, aren't they? And how many players a Salford rugby league club had from 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 Wales over the years? Loads of them, loads of them, loads of loads of top players as well. You know, you think like I said, the Morris Richards and Colin Dixon, and people like that, and David Watkins. The list goes on, doesn't it? These are these are legends of our club. So uh, yes, yeah, hotbed of the sport down there, and uh, delight we've got good links with them. Yeah, other news. Connor Aspie's gone on loan to Witness Parker uh, to help his development. Yeah, uh, he looks like he does well everywhere he goes. Every, you read the reports from the, the, the fans and the clubs that he's been at on loan and everyone sort of raves about him. I know he played uh, uh, this week. He scored, didn't he, for Witness? I mean, was it his debut for him or something? He seems to do that. A lot of news you go to Newcastle at one point and uh, he's been around and everywhere he's gone, he's, he's really impressed. Um so I hope, I hope he gets his chance next year. Obviously, we've got reserves. That's that's ideal to, to let him showcase. Um, I've, I've only seen him a few times. I think we all have, but he's always looked okay. He just needs time to develop as a player and you know, let his body sort of mature into it. But um, no, he's great. He needs time on the pitch. Um, if, if it wasn't sort of Warrington and Saints the last two games this season, surely he'd be tempted to you know bring him back and throw him in and let him have a go. But that's that's a large a large step for a kid to to make um, I, I think so but no brilliant great that he's out there and I just hope that we we have got plans for him and bring, you know keeping him at the club because um, he, he he's obviously clearly a talent yeah we talk about the Welsh lads uh, coming up and, and developing uh, Paul Connor's obviously gone to witness he might be in the next phase of of that kind of development uh, process. Yeah, I'm very surprised he's not had, had a chance this season in the in the team. I know Richard Marshall's gone to, to St. Helens and, and Warrington and loan players, hasn't he? And then put them straight into our side. I just find it bizarre that way the way that Connor's not had an opportunity because these lads that have come in are not dead experienced at Super League level. But yeah, he's played them. So so yeah, I I'd have I'd have given him a go this season. I think he's done well, as you say, when he's he's gone on loan to, to places. I spoke to him a couple of times, Connor, and he's a very grounded young man. You know, he's always in the gym. I think he does personal training, doesn't he? So he's he keeps himself fit and looks after himself. I mean, he's, he's only young as well. So like you said, his body's got to mature and that. And it's um, he's brutal Super League, isn't it? So, uh, so yeah, he's talented. There's no doubt about that when you see him play. And um, hopefully now with the reserves next season, he'll get his chance to showcase his skills week in, week out for Salford and, uh, and be a part of that. Because we've signed another young hooker as well from Wigan, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Amir Borough's going to be there as well. So hopefully those two can can, can uh, bounce off each other and be fighting it out for a place in the first team. Yeah. Other news, uh, the club of uh, a, a campaign going on to try and get all the schools and community clubs to the Saints game, the final home game of the season. I think it's great. Obviously, we want to be a community club uh, and reaching out to, to the schools and the local uh, sort of other clubs in the area is only going to build that strength in our support, Parker. Yeah, the last the last home game, the whole game, I noticed a large continuum from Langwether from Langley Reds, uh, the, the, their kids, and they, they made a right noise, to be fair, and it was it was good for the atmosphere, it, it did help, I mean, obviously, obviously, your team's thumping somebody, but um, they, they were really good, and it, it'd be great, wouldn't it, to see at least, you know, a decent turnout, um, I think it's a great thing for the club to do, uh, you get to see, I mean, these these kids, obviously, we want them to be Salford fans, but they get, they're going to get to see St. Helens back-to-back, you know, champions, or whatever, you know, the, what if you're into rugby league, that what a better game to to go and see. Uh, great initiative, really. I hope I hope people take it up. I know it's tough getting kids from schools to go. The, the amateur side do do 
great work. We know that, and they'll, they'll get as many there as they can anyway. But it is hard to get kids, you know, and teachers and or whatever else, you know, parents to to go after school or whatever. But brilliant, great, great chance. Like, give them that taster. Let them see what it's all about. Um, you know, hopefully put in a decent display for them. And uh, you, you, the next the next little superstar might just be sitting there that day and thinking, you know. 10, 15 years time. I remember that day. That that made me want to play rugby. So yeah, brilliant. Good. Well done to the club for that. Yeah. Um, if obviously you're a part of the, one of the community clubs, if you want to contact Neil Blackburn at SalfordCC.ac.uk. If you're obviously part of a school and you you want uh you know your your your, your students to go, uh, contact Paul at SalfordRedDevils.net. Paul. And I think it's I think the the important thing for me is if with these sort of schools, the community clubs have that sort of ROD in a sort of, a, let's call it a bubble. It's not a bubble, but it is a bubble. They're all they're all trained together. They watch the match. They play together. They all socialise together. So going to the match together is probably a sort of a, a, a you know an automatic step. Schools are a different thing for me because obviously with the school, you're relying on a teacher, aren't you, to go out of the way to bring them. It's and it's and that is a good way, I think, of of in sort of introducing them to to, to Salford and, and to rugby league. It's how you manage to convert these class of thirty, let's say, into fans who go every week. Because in in the schools, schools won't go to a day a a week out, a day out sorry, every two weeks. It's it's kind of an, an activity. We we were all at school. We went to to Leatherall. We went to Chester Zoo. We went to places, didn't we? It was an event. So it's how you convert that. Oh, it's an event. Let's go to. Let's go every week and watch Salford. Do you know how you do that, Rob? Go on. You capture those kids' hearts and minds when they turn up on Friday night against St Helens. You make sure they enjoy themselves and they feel a part of it. And that's how I started watching Salford. You go there and you think, wow. I'm a part of this now, and you, I don't know how you do it, but that's how you've got to get it into their brains that they want to come back again. And when they go home on Friday night to the mums and dads, the first thing they say when they go in the door, they say, "Oh, how did you go on tonight, Jack or whatever?" I loved it, Dad. I loved it, and I want to go there again. I want to go and watch Salford again, and and that's how we need to to sell it. And I think that's how we need to sell it to the community. And I know there's been stuff talked about us moving ground and this and the other and the people in that area. Why don't we? wherever we end up, try and sell it to those people that don't come and say, come and be part of this. This club hasn't won a major trophy since 1976, but you can help us. You come and make this this club your own and come and help us. Come on this journey with us. That's how we need to sell it to people. And, and you know, I think if kids enjoy it and you give them a good night and it's an entertaining atmosphere, and it is. I mean, Friday night rugby league or even nighttime rugby league, I used to love it at the Willows as a kid. The night games were always great. You know, the, the smell of winter green and stuff like that. And you were just dead excited all day at school. You couldn't wait to go. So get them kids there Friday night. I, I'm pretty sure you'll get some of them coming back. And when they do come back, they bring the parents. And you've got other people coming. You've got to sell it to the community. Get the community involved. And I think that's great working with that. Get as many kids there as you can. Let's pack that East stand out. Let's pack it with school kids and community clubs. And every kid at Folly Lane, Langworthy Reds, Caddy Zed, they should all get free season tickets for me. They should just hand them out at the clubs at the start of the season. They sign up, they pay. They still pay subs when you play rugby mm. and that. Yeah. I used to play a bit years ago. You pay your subs, don't you? Quid a week or whatever. Might be a bit more these days now. But when you sign up at the start of the season, you get your welcome pack and here's your ticket for Salford, your season ticket. 
but you've got to bring your parent with you. you can't just come on your own. You know, something like let, let's get involved with the community, let's get them loving Salford. And you see it leads in all these other clubs, don't you? They, they work and people go there and they, they love that club. But I want that with Salford. I want kids to come and love Salford. Yeah, can, can I just say I think that was outstanding what Paul's just said. I, know. I was thinking um, that. I think uh, I, I need to write this down for timing so I can clip it. I'm just hoping. Uh, I'm just hoping he did it in under two minutes twenty. I do keep telling him about these monologues he goes on for need to be two minutes twenty. It's always like four minutes, Paul, and it's a bit like oh, I can't uh, put it in half. So what could do with just having like a stopwatch slightly off camera, so when you start talking. Press the start button and we make a lot of rumors go along. I won't be able to do it again. <laughs> no, he's spot on in what he says, by the way. I think I think the idea of giving out season tickets at amateur clubs is certainly to, to kids, maybe you know, primary school kids, anyone under what 11 or whatever. <clears throat> should, yeah, why not? Uh, but you say, like you say, you have to bring a parent or you know, guardian or whatever. You, that's that's how it's going to work. Obviously, they don't think I'm going to get to the AJ Bell on their own. God, I can't do it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, br- brilliant idea. And and hopefully, yeah. I mean, the one the one thing that does guarantee people turn up is winning things, isn't it? But uh, that's something we've not tried for a while. So uh, this is you know just great initiative. I remember was it Trish Goldsmith at the Willows tried it yeah. for a while, didn't she, with a golden ticket thing or whatever it was? And we got a couple of great turnouts, but how many actually stuck with it? Mm. You know, what did we follow it up with? You know, is it? It's too late, I think now. But this is the last game of the season. If if we get, I don't know how many kids turn up. If you say you give them a ticket and say next time, you know, the next game at, at home, you can bring your, you can come in for free if you bring an adult who pays ten quid, fifteen quid, twenty, you know, whatever. That that's how you get bums on seats, I think. But anyway, that's that's up to everybody else, and I, I don't know financially how it works, anything like that. Whether you can do it, but uh, yeah, no, good initiative. We hope everyone takes it up. Hope it's a nice night, nice. The weather's decent, you know, and uh, and and the club get the benefit from it. Yeah. Other news, uh, Paul. Twenty twenty one Players Award uh, Awards evening has been uh, announced. Twenty second of September, over eighteens, two course dinner. £35 if for average Joe, £25 if you're a squad builder uh, member. Uh, dressed to impress as well. So uh, might have to sh- trim my eyebrows or something. To get yourself the top, man. Get yourself some clothes. I know, <laughs> I, I really wanted to go to that and I've just looked at my shifts and I'm on a late, so I have to ask one of my, my colleagues to, to help me out because I'd love to go to that. Um, it should be really good. I mean... I went to the one two years ago, the 2000. You went to that, didn't you? The 2019 yep. one, you two, and that was a great night. And um, I think I won the raffle that night as well. You won everything, <laughs> if I remember rightly. You had about eight, eight tickets. <laughs> no, and I won, won took, took the table home with I pulled one out and it was my dad's. I know. Yeah. I thought we was fiddling. But uh, no, it'd be a good night, that. It'd be really enjoyable. So yeah, get yourself down to that. And don't forget to do your voting as well. The supporters trust one. You should get your email, actually. They, they've got an award, a couple of awards. So if you're a supporters trust member, you'll get your email to, to vote on that. I've just done mine tonight. Um, I'm not telling you I voted for, though. No. It's uh, I remain anonymous. But it's the Player of the Year award. That and the, uh, I think it's the Top Tackler, Top Hitman as well. There's two awards in there for that. So, uh, so yeah. We'll be doing our uh, Player of the Year award as well. Parquet soon. Mm-hmm. Um Thanks to all the three-word match reports, man of the matches. Uh, we calculate them, uh, and then we're going to do a poll, I think, as well, 
uh, to see what our listeners think. So that'll be that'll be exciting. I think we'll probably get that going in the next few days because only if we're running out of time, out we're running out of games. Yeah, again, like we, we we mentioned off air earlier on, uh, Rob, about uh, how a few years ago I was doing this, this, a similar thing on on a you know on a forum and. Every week, somebody would mention a player, and it'd be seen like the same two or three players were getting mentioned. And you're thinking, well, they're going to be, you know, in the running for the player of the year. But when you put it to an actual vote at the end of the year, you get a very, very different outcome because people drift in and out through the season, and so on. Someone might start the season absolutely on fire, but by the back end of the season, we're burnt out and there's nothing or haven't played or whatever. So it's, it is, it is interesting to see people's thoughts at the end of the year. And uh, I've got my, uh, I've got my player of the year um, already sorted in my mind but for me there's probably four or five you could have you know you can pick from uh, realistically because of you know people having long layoffs and that kind of thing but yeah it'd be interesting to see what everybody thinks all our listeners and different views because you know between the three of us I'm sure we've all got different views on different players so uh, yeah it'd be, it'd be good so I'll have to get cracking with that Yep. So that's all the, the news uh, coming out of the club this week. And uh, what we'll do now, we'll look at what's happening in the amateur scene uh, with Paul Whiteside. Right, well, here is this week's Devil in Detail Amateur Report. We'll start off with the National Conference Leagues this week. And it was League C where most of the action involving our local sides was. Oldham St. Anne, 6, Clockface, minus 32. Rochdale, Mayfield, 42, Crossfields, 41. What a game that was. Mayfield trailed 16-28 at halftime, winning the game 42-41. What a cracking match that was. Wollstone Rovers, 36, Saddleworth Rangers, 24. So the fixtures for this week... Are uh, going to be played on Saturday, the 11th of September. League C, Clockface Miners play Wollstone Rovers. Crossfields play Wadshead Warriors. Saddleworth Rangers play Rochdale Mayfield. And there's a fixture in the cross league between Oldham St. Anne's and Lee East. Turning our attention now to the North West Men's League. There wasn't much to shout about the weekend just gone. Just one result involving our local sides on Saturday, the 4th of September. That was in Division 1. Charlie Panthers 50, Berry Broncos nil. The fixtures for this week, Saturday, 11th of September. Division 1, Berry Broncos at home to Ulverston, Hindley take on Oldham St. Anne's A, Division 2, Carries Ed Rhinos at home to Hindpool Tigers, West Horton Lions face Folly Lane, and in Division 3, Rochdale Mayfield A take on Salford City Roosters, Division 4, Higginshaw face Clock face Miners, Langworthy Reds play Newton Storm, and Division 5, South and East, Waterhead Warriors A versus Inchrose Bridge A, and Burtonwood Chargers are at home to Salford City Roosters A. Well, there's quite a bit to talk about in the youth and junior leagues, considering the amount of week, uh, stuff that went on the weekend. There's not much there, but the fixtures for next weekend, there's a lot of cup games and uh, what have you going on. So we'll talk about that in a second. But the results from the weekend just gone. These games were played on Sunday. Uh, Division 1 of the under-18s, it was Holton Farmworth Hornets 26, Rochdale Mayfield 10. And in the under-16s, Ryland Sharks 28, Saddleworth Rangers that was in the Premier Division. The fixtures for this weekend come in Sunday the 12th of September. It's the Lancashire Cup semi-finals in the under-18s. Newton Storm play Thato Heath Crusaders. Oldham St. Anne's or Hindley play Bank Key Bulls. So I'm presuming they play midweek to decide who plays in that one. The Northwest Youth Cup semi-finals. Ashton Bears Blacks play Blackbrook Blues. Saddleworth Rangers play Charlie Panthers. In the Premier Division of the under-18s. It's Ulverston against Waterhead Warriors. Division 2, Crossfields face Wigan St. Pat's. Division 3, Ashton Bears Gold face 
Caddy's Head Rhinos and Folly Lane take on the, the Black Brook Royals. Moving on to the under-16s, Lancashire Cup semi-finals on Sunday. Lee Minor Rangers face Saddleworth Rangers. Ryland Sharks plays to Salford City Roosters. The North West Youth Cup semi-finals, Oral St. James Blues play Roos Pioneers and Rochdale Mayfield at home to the Rylands Tiger Sharks. In the Premier Division of the under-16s, Lee Minor Rangers face Saddleworth Rangers. Ryland Sharks against Salford City Roosters. Division 1, Hindley against Pilkington Rex. Waterhead Warriors against... Blackbrook Royals, West Bank Bears face Crossfields in Division 2, West and Lions face Wigan St. Patrick's, Hindpool Tigers entertain Clock face Miners and Division 3 finally Goulburn Parkside face Wollstone Rovers and Leyland Warriors play Portico Vine. So quite a busy weekend there in the Youth and Junior Leagues. Just before we go this week, we've just got a bit of action to tell you about, as we do every week, about the life outside Super League and there was quite a bit of it going on at the weekend. I know it was the magic weekend but the Betfred Championship, it was round 20 round 20, sorry, Batley Bulldogs 14, Whitehaven 22 big win for Whitehaven there they're just outside the playoff place at the moment Bradford Bulls were beaten at home to Toulouse Olympic by 60 points to 6 Featherstone Rovers beat Halifax Panthers by 54 points to 22 it leaves Toulouse top they've played 13 won 13 so on the percentage they've got 100% Featherstone have won 18 from 19 so there's 89% so they've played 6 games more but uh, at the moment it's still on the percentage game Newcastle Thunder 16 York City Knights 29 that game was played Friday night big win there for York Sheffield 20 Dewsbury Rams 24. Swinton Lions were beaten at home agonisingly in the end. They trailed 28-16 at half-time. Came back in the second half with a couple of late tries in the last 15 minutes. They were beaten 34-32 at home to London Broncos. Witness Vikings had a regulation win over Oldham. They won 62 points to 4. In the Betfred League 1, round 17. Doncaster 18. Coventry Bears 13. Hunslet 82. West Wales Raiders 6. Keithley Cougars 34. North Wales Crusaders 14. London Scholars 18. Workington Town 35. And Rochdale Hornets were pipped in the last minute in this game against Barrow Raiders. Rochdale Hornets 30. Barrow Raiders 32. Cracking league this one. Barrow Raiders still top of the table with 12 wins from 16 matches. Their win percentage is 78. Workington Town a second with 75% win ratio. Then it's Doncaster. North Wales Crusaders. Keithley Cougars and Hunslet. Rochdale Hornets are just out Outside the playoff places at the moment. The fixtures for this week. Betfred League 1. On Saturday, 3 o'clock, Barrow Raiders face West Wales Raiders. North Wales Crusaders play London Scholars at half past two. Uh, on Sunday, Batley Bulldogs face Dewsbury Rams, three o'clock. London Broncos against Featherstone's at three o'clock. Oldham against Newcastle is also at three o'clock. Sheffield plays Swinton Lions at half past four. Whitehaven against Halifax is a three o'clock kick-up. And Widnes Vikings face Bradford Bulls also at three o'clock. In Betfred League One, Doncaster plays Keithley on Sunday at half past two. Rochdale Hornets are at home to Coventry Bears at three o'clock. And Workington Town face Hunslet at two o'clock. That's all I've got for you this week. Don't forget Salford are away this week. I'll be telling you all about that on the podcast. Three o'clock kickoff Saturday, the 11th of September, away to Warrington. More now after that amateur report. I shall catch you on Saturday. Take care and have a good week. So that was Paul's amateur report. And what we're going to do now, we're going to look forward to the Warrington game on Saturday. It's time for the Devil of the So, Salford travel to Halliwell Jones Stadium, Warrington, uh, for the final away game of the season. Parking, looking forward to it. Warrington, uh, uh, they they are a really good team, aren't they? They they are. They've got some special players in their squad. I mean, George Williams joining them late in the season. I don't think anybody in the league needed that uh, to go with Widdup and people like that. Um, but it's always a great day. We always take decent numbers there, and um, but it's going to be tough. Really tough. They've got their their squads outstanding. 
uh, as it should be for the money it costs them. But um, like uh, I mentioned probably on, on the, the other podcast, um, they were in a grueling game against Wigan on, on Sunday. So they'll have had less prep time. They did take a few knocks and all a couple of players had to go off, didn't they? I think a couple with head injuries. So whether they'll be, be available, it, it might be a chance for us. It might be a chance to uh, catch them off guard a little bit. Hopefully we can get a couple of players back. But uh, it's a massive task. I mean, Warrington are up there for a reason. And what they did to us at, at the AJ Bell was, well, it was embarrassing at the time. Um, so, we, you know, we need to avoid that kind of performance. And, and for some of the lads, you know, they're coming to the, the, the end of their Salford sort of time. And I'm sure they want to go out in the next couple of weeks, you know, showing that, you know, that, you know they've given everything for their club. So, yeah, it should be, you know, it should be a decent tussle. I think, I'll be honest, I think Warrington will have too much for us. I think they've just, they're, they're firing really well. But whether, whether who they've got the week after, I don't know. Whether the minds are sort of saying, well, we're in the playoffs, you know, take it easy a little bit because... You know, we've, we've got the playoffs to come, which are, as we know from a couple of years ago, are tough, tough, tough games. You've got to be ready for them. You get one shot and that's it. Um, so, yeah, no, it's uh, it'll be a good game for those that, uh, that can fortunately attend it. <laughs> Jake uh, Mamo with 14 tries. Josh Charlie with 11 tries. Toby King with 10 tries. Uh, Widdick with 10 tries. Uh, Paul, you know, they've got, they've got strike force all over. Yeah, and add to that, you know, like Sir Stephen Ratchford and, and um, George Williams, and there's a lad I like who um, plays at Ucker for him, that Danny Walker. I think he's a cracking player, him, and he's got Daryl Clark as well, but Danny Walker's becoming his, his sort of deputy, isn't he? But he's pushed his way into the side in recent weeks. He's really nippy around the road. It reminds me of like the, the Hume brothers, uh, Paul and David Hume, the way they used to play the game. So he's a special player. Look at the pack they've got, you know, Ben Curry, Mike Cooper. Always really, really consistent. So they're a big physical side, aren't they? And, and they've got some some quality players. Got match winners all over the pitch, haven't they? And people who can do magic. I mean, on the day they're like the Harlem Globetrotters, aren't they? Warrington on paper they've probably got the best side in the league. Um, but occasionally they they sort of have seem to have this soft underbelly where they let themselves down. Wakefield the other week they got beat, didn't they? And mm-hmm. Willie Poaching turned them over. So you know you, you can. Whereas St Helens are more like a machine. Warrington, you can get the better of sometimes. We've had some good results there in the past, haven't we? So I think with them, it's attitude. If you can catch them on an off day, you can turn them over. But no, it's going to be tough. Bookies have given us an 18-point start. And I tell you what, the bookies aren't wrong very often. I do the handicap every week and they, they more or less nail it every week. So I've lost that much money with the handicap. So, so yeah, I'm expecting a tough game, Rob. I think it will be difficult. But I think we need a bit of a reaction now, don't we? We need to play well after that week against Cass. We've got two games left. I mean, the St. Helens game, will St. Helens rest players? Catalans have finished top of the table now. Saints can't go any higher, I don't think. So, are they going to be looking at the playoffs? You might get some funny scores. So, I think we've just got to approach it with the right attitude and just go there and do our best. That's all we can do. Um, Steve Price last season in charge. Uh, it's always Warrant and Jay Parker. Uh, will the wheels fall off starting against us? Um, I... I don't know. It's it's really tough this year. I think Catalan have been, you know, a real cat amongst the pigeons, aren't they? Because of the way they played and that game on on Saturday by the, uh, Sunday by the way. Oh, Saturday wasn't it? The, the Saints Catalan game. What an outstanding game, rugby league. Anyone who watched that, no matter what sport you want, you, you you'd be, you know, you'd be drooling watching that. It was brilliant. The excitement right to the end. The, you know, the drop goals and 
it just it typified what rugby league can be, by the way. Uh, but between them three, Saints, Warrington and Catalan, there isn't an awful lot. Uh, Warrington have always been the nearly men. Catalan usually sort of question their temperament a little bit. And when it gets to big games, are they are they ready for it? And Saints, well, we know what Saints can do. But again, this year, they've been at times a little bit, you know, hot and cold. So I think it's interesting this year. Um, so Warrington, I think I've got a really good chance. I think with the players they've got, if you get them all fit, I think they'll be a real threat. Um, and I, I, I must admit, I, I probably fancy them this year. Uh, it does upset me to say that, but uh, I think I think they've got a really good chance. Friction time, uh, Paul. I will go first this time, just to mix it up. I'm going to go one and ten, sold for thirty-six, and I'm going for uh, Chris Atkin double. Salford. What are you doing? Are you going tying all the players up and dressing them before the game? Or Warrington? <laughs> 36 10. Oh, I don't know. We've got a good know. record down at Alleywell Jones. I'll have you know. I think we've won five of the last seven. We've had some hammerings there as well. Mm, <laughs> don't forget them days. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like just going back to what Parky said there, I think for me, you've got three sides now that have got a chance of winning this league mm. Catalan Saints and Warrington. I can't see Wigan or Leeds. Not the way we're going to play. I don't think he's scoring enough points. That Catalan game, I must admit as well, against Saints at the weekend is one of the best finishes to a match I've seen. I mean, I was saying to my dad, I went, do you reckon that eclipses the million pound game? Went, no. No, 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 it can't. But I said, well, I don't know. They scored three tries in the last four minutes, didn't they? And so it wasn't right. bad. And that drop goal from 40 yards out as well. So we'll say the million pound game's still up there. But that's that's the second, the close second, I think. <sighs> Not even anywhere near. Not even anywhere near, but they're going to liquidate Saints if they lost. Well, I, I tell you what, credit credit Catalans where it's due. I, I was made up for Steve McNamara and the Catalan people. I think they've, they've they've done really well this season. And I just hope now that they can go on and win it, because I think what a boost that would give French Rugby League. You've got Catalan Dragons in the Super League leading the way. Toulouse Olympic in the Championship. I think I'd love to see Toulouse come up. I really would. Oh, Featherstone, whoever comes up. But I think Toulouse, Catalan and Super would be great. That sort of derby game between two. Well, say it's a derby game. I think they're miles away from each other. Yeah, France yeah. is a massive country. But uh, no, you're, I'm waffling again. You're after my score prediction. I'm going to go. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, backs against Salford in the prediction league last week as well. Uh, against, against Catalan when they played Catalan. First time I've ever, ever done. I'm going to go for a Salford win. Um. I don't know why. <laughs> 22-20. 22-20. And is there a story behind it? Yeah, I'll go a bit left field this week. Get a late penalty and uh, Chris Nini will kick it. He knew. The touchline. How about you, Parker? What's yours? Well, after the last two podcasts that we've just done, uh, the last two days, um, I've been very negative. Yeah. So... I'm going to shock everyone. I'm going to be positive. All right. Probably the pills are kicking in, are they? <laughs> Probably Paul mentioned earlier that we, we, we haven't won a, a major trophy since 76. Funnily enough, I was born in January of 77. So I think I am the bad luck. Um, so I'm going to go 18 14 to Salford. 18 14? Yeah. And is there a story behind it? Uh, Morgan Escare will yeah. score to level it up. With five minutes to go, yeah. Inu will obviously kick the goal because that's what he does. Yeah, uh, and we'll just hold out, just hold out to the end. 
and that's what and that'll send the, the travelling fans into to 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 ecstasy. Uh, like happens so often in the, the Halliwell Jones. So that's the end of this week's, uh, well, second pod, podcast of this week. Uh, Parker, another good chat, talking all things Salford. Yeah, it's been great to be back with you uh, these last couple of uh, pods, lads. I've, I've, I have really missed it. Um, I know I have a moan and a, a whinge about stuff, but it's good to get it off my chest. It makes my life a lot better. And I'm sorry for everyone who has to listen to me, but, uh, you know, I've, I've just, just got my opinions. But no, great to chat to you both and, and see you both again. Yeah, and the economy didn't call you out, Paul. So that's a that's a good sign, or is it a bad sign? Well, I get a bit of retainer for for being on it, for sitting by my phone. But I do like to go out and claim me all the time. But <laughs> it's uh, it's thirty odd degrees in it, so I've yeah, not done too bad tonight. But uh, no, looking forward to the weekend, lads. And uh, no, it's a shame season's coming to to a close, and it seems we've gone quick, you know, this, this season. But I'm not looking forward to watching the, the playoffs. I mean, if it's anything as good as the games we got a weekend at the Magic Weekend, I mean, I've not seen the Leeds Hull game yet. I believe that was a belter as well. So uh, some cracking games at the weekend, and uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, the Warrington game on Saturday. Yeah. So big thanks to this week's uh, Devil in Detail podcast, Arrow Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITDSRD, and you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact. Spotify and YouTube. See you next week.